Welcome to Dementia Dialogue. Stories bring us together and help us to understand one another. Our podcast gives people with lived experience of dementia a way to share their stories with each other and the broader community in order to increase understanding and connection and decrease stigma. Today, we continue our series on dying in dementia with Ron Posno, who lives with dementia. I sat down with Ron to talk about why he feels it's important to have conversations about our own death and about his personal wishes when it comes to end of life as someone living with dementia. Okay, so thank you, Ron, for joining us today and sharing your experiences with the Dementia Dialogue listeners. So I wonder if we could start out, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your experience of living with dementia? Fortunately, I've got a lot of experience. Most of it good. I try to remember <laughs> the good parts, not the other parts. Great way to see But that. anyway, uh, I was born here in London, Ontario and raised here in London, Ontario. And after that time, I have literally lived three years in Europe. Mm -hmm. I have lived three years in Calgary. I have lived a year in uh, Quebec. I've traveled around. And yeah, they're kind of from all over. (laughs) Yeah, and part of my experience, I've always been interested in flying airplanes. Mm. So I obtained my pilot's license and the earliest possible age on my 17th birthday. And later on, uh, when I really couldn't afford it, but I did bought an airplane. And Sandy and I, Sandy's my wife, we've traveled, flew all over North America, particularly down the southern islands, the Bahamas, all those areas we've been. Used to go skiing out in Colorado a lot and here in Canada. So I've, I've had a lot to look at. From an education standpoint, I was lucky enough to go to College Militaire Royale in Quebec at age 17. From there, I got going at university. I had to complete uh, university here, so I did a Western. But after that, I studied as an adult, working adult, summer courses and evening courses. And I've ended up with with two doctorate degrees, one in business and one in educational administration. When I've worked in the university, and I have worked as a professor, assistant professor, visiting professor, I've taught in 13 different universities across Canada and the States. Of course, in the academic environment, they like to call me doctor. And I, I never really objected, but... Doctor to me always means a medical person. And I'm not a medical person. Yeah. I'm not. So I'm Ron, Ron Posno. I want to be known as Ron Posno. And uh, I'm I'm interested in what you're doing and what you're caring about. And if you want to ask me what things I've done or doing, I'm glad to talk about that too. Thank you, Ron. So so tell us a little bit about how things came to be that you were diagnosed with dementia and, and what life's been like since then. Well, it's obvious I wear an eye patch. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm legitimately a pirate. <laughs> as I tell all the all the mums and kids in the shopping cart on Saturday when we're over in the store. But I, I lost my eye test flying an airplane back in well 50, 50, 50 five zero years ago, uh here in London. It was just a very cold day and we got a little bit of water in the fuel line. 
and attempting to land where I'd chosen, uh, it was early in January, this field was snow covered and underneath the snow was a ditch. So it was bad luck, bad luck because I got water in the gas line, bad luck because I tried to land in a ditch. And it was a very solid wall in a ditch. Right. Well, my, uh, my head pitched forward into the instrument panel. This eye was destroyed. I had serious brain injuries, right. skull injuries. And uh, fortunately, I recovered. But then I find out 50 years later that MBD, minor brain damage back in 1972, has turned into MCI, minor cognitive impairment. Mm -hmm. I have acquired dementia, MCI, which now it's Alzheimer's. It's evolved into Alzheimer's. My last assessment last February was that I'm mid-stage Alzheimer's and somewhere along the line, I also picked up vascular dementia. So uh, I I qualify that way. Yeah, very very common that the, the two will exist together. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Now, related to our events we're going to talk about, the timing is, is important. I, I had to push to get an assessment because nobody listening to me, they still don't. They still don't think I have dementia tall for Alzheimer's. Uh, I don't sound like it. I sound reasonably articulate. Still do, fortunately. That's good. That's the good part. Yeah. I know I'm losing it. I'm not going to tell you about all the things I can't do. And it's not a philosophy of my life. I focus on what I can do. But in the, eight years ago, I had an assessment, as I told you. Yes. And with the assessment was the confirmation of my own suspicion that I was developing Alzheimer's. So one of the things that my wife and I talked about immediately was that let's make life simpler and better because like when I, as the disease develops, I'll be less able. So we sold our beautiful home condominium and we moved here into a beautiful apartment. And here we are now, we're going into a care facility. And yeah, we, moving again. So, yeah, good again, yeah. But that's a consequence, uh, you see, of a decision. Mm -hmm. And it's a large part of what I hope we talk about. If people who, you see, I, I've done a lot of work with our local association, talking with people, working with people. And I was on the board of directors until this year. I had yeah, to- That's the, Al the Alzheimer's Society, Ron? Yes, right. The Alzheimer's Society yeah. here in London. Yeah. That It's the regional board now with uh, mm -hmm. London, Middlesex, and uh, some other county, I forget. Yeah. I forget they've, things, dear. Yeah, <laughs> amalgamated right. with uh, Oxford and Elgin St. Thomas. So, right. so yeah, covering a, a larger area. Yeah. 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 So I was on the board, but it's getting, it was got, got to the point where I can't accept responsibility for things I must remember. I can talk now, but mm -hmm. tomorrow, I won't remember what I said. I certainly won't right. remember what you said. Yeah. So one of the major problems we have with dementia, and I want to clarify, make sure everybody understands we're on the same track. Dementia is a catch-all term. Alzheimer's is by far the, the largest kind. About 65% of all cases of dementia are Alzheimer's. But we have others. We have Parkinson's, for example. We have Lewy body. We have, say, 13 different kinds. 
Yeah. I don't care what kind you got. A lot of people are absolutely terrified. In fact, they won't even go for an assessment. Mm -hmm. They're that terrified of it. I, I, I remember talking to a, to a group of people at a meeting who wanted to find a bit more about it. And at the end, it was open to questions. And this lady who's uh, in her 40s said, can you help me with my dad? My dad's a retired high school principal. Uh, he's got some education. He's yeah. got some experience, right? Yeah, similar background to you with your education. Yeah. yeah, but we think he has dementia, but he won't go for an assessment. We cannot get them in for an assessment. Well, it's like any other disease. Unless you know what you've got, how the hell can you deal with it? Mm -hmm. And uh, that's been my attitude right from the beginning. Uh, so, of course, since I got it, I studied it a lot. I'm devoted to having the best day possible today. My yeah. wife was fully in support of that. But you see, I recognize from all my study that I'm going to get worse. When I was thinking about this issue of medical assistance and deaths, I, I I drafted a paper on the eight conditions that would specify that, that I've now gone down far enough that I want medical assistance and death in dying. And uh, so in, in review, those eight conditions still stand. I, I've shared them with thousands of people. I like sharing them with uh, with doctors, paid practitioners, particularly, uh, because it's something they can help communicate with the people they're working with. But that's my decision. You say, I reached yeah. this far down. I don't want any more help. I don't want to uh, to require so much more care from my wife, who has supported me for uh, right now. It's almost sixty three years. But the thing is that. When as I'm going down and they've got these problems, I want to have made medical assistance and dying. I want to relieve my wife of any pressure she has in terms of trying to look after me. Hmm. I don't want to have to worry about it. We needed it. We wanted it. We're entitled to it. The Charter of Rights in Canada says that just because you have dementia doesn't mean you have to step aside. No, we're entitled to it. But the law was the way it was written. Uh, don't get me going on how why the law was written the way it is. Excluded people with dementia. The reason was that you had to be cogent and fluent when they ask you to do this. Right. You have to well, I'm cogent and fluent right now, but Two months from now, two years from now, I won't necessarily be that way. Well, since then, we've got a right to, to delay it for about six months. Because what I find that with my access to MAID, not guaranteed, but I have a good MAID practitioner. Mm -hmm. With my access to MAID, it is a beacon of hope because I don't need to worry about all the nasty aspects of my disease. I do not need to worry about all the stuff that's going to mean to my wife and the people who care for me and who love me. I can focus on the things that I can do and we can have the best time possible. It is a beacon of hope. 
made medical access and dying is a beacon of hope. Ron, if we step away for a minute, away from made specifically and just kind of think more broadly about the idea of death and dying, many people shy away from having conversations about death and dying. Why do you think people avoid talking about their own or other people's deaths? They're afraid to. Yeah. Uh, they, this isn't has a necessary anything to do with dementia. I, I'm almost 84 right now. And there are all kinds of people close to my age, not quite my age, a number older, older than I am. It's a feature of the oldest generation to have people who are afraid of death, afraid of talking about death, and really don't want to deal with it. I just postpone it, postpone it until it happens, and then it's somebody else's problem. Yeah, it's almost it's almost like we think if, if we don't talk about it, it's not going to happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Put it in medical relevance. Do you remember 20 years ago, people wouldn't talk about cancer? Right, yeah. They wouldn't deal with it. Now, at least we can talk about it. We, and of course, they got treatments for it now that can help. But do people die of cancer? Yeah. But I'll put, put this in this context. If you're diagnosed and assessed with cancer early enough, you've got a good chance of being able to treat it. Mm -hmm. if, if you're assessed and diagnosed with dementia, you can't cure it, but you can sure as hell live a good life until you get to those last stages. You see, here I am. I'm, I'm now eight years into my assessment. Yeah. I'm now classified as mid-stage Alzheimer's. I have picked up and acquired another one called vascular dementia. But I'm a happy person. Hmm. People can talk to me and they're just amazed that I have dementia. Yeah. And that's fine. I, 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 my wife and I are happy. We enjoy having date night once a week where we go and do something special. Dementia doesn't stop me from living. Mm -hmm. I can talk about it and live. Yeah. Well, what the what you talked about in terms of, of people's response to cancer 20 years ago and not talking about it, the same is probably still true in a lot of ways around dementia. We're getting better at it as a society, but there's still a lot of fear and stigma when it comes to living with a diagnosis of dementia. And that's why, you know, people like you, Ron, sharing your stories and showing that you can actually live well with dementia are so important to be able to, to break some of that stigma and, and bring more awareness. I think the more we talk about it, the more we hear about it, the more comfortable we can get with it when it comes to and dementia, I, I agree. also death and dying. Yeah. yeah, Kathy, I agree with you entirely. That's one of the reasons why I was motivated to get involved with the Alzheimer's Society. Mm -hmm. The Alzheimer's Society is in a leadership role across this country, province by province by province. And while uh, their leadership and support varies, it, it does with any human endeavor, but the primary purpose is to assist people with dementia. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I'm glad to talk to anybody, I, but I'm particularly pleased to talk to people in our society, Alzheimer's society. You, you, we, all of us, have, as members of society, have a role to talk to people about the choices they have in their life. 
And when we we think more broadly again about just the conversation around death and dying, our discomfort can't get in the way of us providing good information and support to people who are living with dementia who do need to think about you know that one day that well we all one day will uh, will die. But for people with dementia, we know that that's, you know, there's, that's coming. And so it's important to be able to have those conversations to work through, you know, whatever emotions or experiences people are having related to that. And you brought up something early in our conversation, Ron, about you touch on something really important that it's about what are the things that are important to me in terms of how I live well with dementia? And what are the things that for me, are going to mean that, you know, this, this isn't tolerable for me. And so for each person that's, that's unique and individual, and we need to to support people in having those conversations to uh, know for themselves what that looks like and be able to communicate that with the people around them so that when the time comes, those folks can make the decisions that, that the person would have wanted and in, in honor their wishes. Thank you, Kathy. I've got, I, I, I haven't mentioned it right now because we're focusing on other on other aspects of but the major source and the best source of information best support you can get in Canada is a group called Dying with Dignity Canada. Mm-hmm. They have a website dwdc.com. Mm-hmm. It's the people there in Dying with Dignity, that's their whole purpose is to provide people with information. And as you said, it's it is such a personal decision. And so, for the folks who want to learn more, who who, you know, hope that they can have access to made, this is a great support for those yeah. who. That's okay. Like it's it, we are we're all individuals and unique, and and everyone needs to make their their own decisions around this, and and for it to be a fit for who they are as a person. That's so, right. I very much appreciate you, Ron, taking the time to chat with us and to share your experiences, both of just living with dementia, you know, the conversations that you've had about your wishes around death and dying with the people in your life, as well as more broadly trying to bring attention and and open up that conversation about, about dying and dementia. We appreciate your efforts and we appreciate you taking the time today to, to chat with us. Kathy, I'm pleased to do it. And as long as I'm able, I'll be pleased to talk about it. Thank you so much. This Dementia Dialogue episode is released under our new partnership of the Alzheimer's Society of Ontario and the Centre for Education and Research on Aging and Health at Lakehead University. The Alzheimer's Society is excited to take on a leadership role in producing and marketing our podcast to strengthen the voice of people with lived experience of dementia. Dementia Dialogue continues to receive financial support through the Dementia Community Investment of the Public Health Agency of Canada. Please continue to follow us on Facebook. Our web address remains dementiadialogue.ca. You may also reach us through email at dementiadialogue at alzon.ca.